Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Time is Thursday, December 15th, and this is your daily financial news. These are the five things that you need to know Thursday, December 15th. Let's get into it. First and foremost, we had the Fed rate decision yesterday. We got the 50 basis point move we have been expecting. And again, we have been expecting 50 in December for months now. So this was not a surprise to you and I on this channel. I think the real question, the real debate, the real fireworks in the market will be what happens in February, what happens in March. And of course, how high will they have to go? So let's deal with this in chunks. I have about half a page of notes just on what I want to talk about with the Fed. So there's a lot here. Number one, I believe right now what we are seeing is the Fed slowing down. That is That should not be, that is not earth shattering, but it is something we are calling. And I believe every single rate increase in 2023 will be a quarter. As of today, I expect them to raise in February and in March and then pause for the rest of the year. That will take us up to 4.75 to 5%, which has been my call all along. We are within 50 basis points of what I consider to be terminal rate or the peak. So it is almost over. That is good news. Second, as I said yesterday, the rate decision was irrelevant, almost unimportant. It was all of the dot plots, right? What was the 19 Fed presidents thinking about 2023? And I think all of their thoughts individually are interesting. But when you put them together, I think they tell a story. So let's go through them. First and foremost, most important was was the average terminal rate going to exceed 5%. That is what I wanted to know. Could they they get there, right? Because they were at 4.6. Now, folks, they're at 5.1. In two months, the Fed's forecast for terminal rate went up 50 basis points. The market's not expecting that. The 10-year note's not telling you that. There's definitely a disconnect going on in the market. But let's talk about this terminal rate because, again, 5.1 was the average, but one of the Fed presidents put it all the way up at 5.6. 5.6. So, again, let's remember, these 19 individuals, are just as good as you and I on predicting the future. They do not have a crystal ball. 
But what you can gauge from this is what their opinion or their bias is. So right now, their bias is to go higher. In two months or their second meeting, so this will be March, I suspect they will be done and they will back down the the average terminal rate to, I guess they will probably call it 4.87, right? 4.9. Because again, when we do two more bumps, we will be at 4.75 to 5%. So that is interesting. Next, let's talk about GDP next. GDP is interesting, and I highlighted this yesterday. Were they going to forecast a recession? Well, Jerome Powell was even asked this at, in the Q&A portion, but their dot plot said 2023 was going to be anemic growth at 0.5%, well below trend. Now, they didn't call a recession, but remember, average of 0.5 could mean negative one in the first half, and I don't know what it would be, positive 1.5 in the second half, whatever that, however that works out, or maybe it's 2%, I don't know, whatever. You get the idea. We could have a negative first half and a positive second half. I think that is very likely, and that is consistent with my belief that housing is going to pull the economy into a recession. Builders are slowing down. Real estate agents are slowing down. Mortgage lenders are slowing down. All of this M2 money supply, slowing down. So I think the Fed agrees with us that we are going to have a shallow recession next year. Now for unemployment. Unfortunately, I believe they're wrong. They forecast a peak unemployment rate next year at 46 That's roughly 1% higher than today. I think it's 0.9% higher. That would be great if that's all it took. But as you will see in subsequent notes, there's a lot going on in the job market. And I don't think an unemployment rate of only 4.6 gets the job done. So what else did they talk about? There's a lot here. Sorry, there's just so much to talk about. Number one, they highlighted something that you and I have talked about for months, and I've tried to help you understand. It's core inflation that they're looking at. Core inflation is the thing. Core PCE is the thing. We need to be watching that reported monthly. Second, wage inflation is sticky. I really like how Powell broke down inflation. It's exactly how you and I have been talking about it. There is the easy stuff. He called it physical goods. Then there is housing. Owner's equivalent, rent things of that nature, called that hard. And then he talked about wages. They spend a lot of time talking about wages because they're sticky. And they appear, in my opinion, to be accelerating. That is a concern for the Fed. Third, workers. Jerome Powell, I thought, did an excellent job of saying, hey, we're probably 3.5 million people short. Why is wages accelerating? Because we have employers competing to hire people. So people are just moving around. Jerome Powell estimates that we are 3.5 million people short. 
I've been highlighting this for six months. If we want to fix this, we need to have a real robust immigration policy so the rock stars or the all stars from around the world could come here. The immigration policy the last six years has been, I don't know, has there even been one? I'm not sure. But again, a point system, a something contributing members to the society, we want to be that place where the all-stars come. He also talked about the structural problem of inflation. He didn't say deglobalization, but that's what I heard him say. We are seeing the you know great reset or whatever that was called fall apart. We are deglobalizing. We are protecting ourselves. We are onshoring which is inflationary and structural. And then finally, finally, they talked about their 2% inflation not being achieved until 2025. Not 23, not 24, sometime in 25. This is exactly what we have been talking about. There's the easy stuff. We will be at 6% headline inflation sometime in Q1. There is the hard, which is housing related, which probably is Q3. Now we're at 4%. That is hard, and that is going to take time. So that's everything about the Fed. If you saw something else or have a question, leave comments below. I would love to tackle those. Uh, If they come around, that would be great. Next, I thought this was really interesting. So as you know, one of the things that I follow is the 10-year note. The 10-year note influences mortgage rates. We have the Fed president coming out saying, here's 50 basis point move. We are going higher. And what happens? The 10-year note drops. We have a huge disconnect. Wall Street or the market is saying, we don't believe you. The market is saying we see a recession coming and you're not paying attention. Jerome Powell is saying, sorry, guys, my job's to beat inflation. And even at 7.1, that is too high. This will be fun to watch the next 12 months. Who is right? But yes, think about that. The Fed gave us 50 basis points, said we're going higher to 5.1, and the 10-year goes down. That is wild to think about. Retail sales. Remember something we talked about on Sunday. We were going to get CPI. We were going to get Fed Day. And then I kept harping on pay attention Thursday. Thursday, retail sales. Retail sales were expected to be negative 0.3%. They came in a disappointing negative. The consumer could be finally cracking. Numbers like this probably are going to drive the market in Wall Street to retreat. They're going to cause earnings revisions. And this is something I've talked about with Dan and Taylor, my Wall Street guys. I believe we are going to see the S&P 500 uh, earnings expectation. I think last I saw was 228 come down to 200 maybe even below. But yes, retail sales was a very important number today, and they disappointed to the downside. 
Now, next, something we always get on Thursday is unemployment claims, weekly unemployment claims. Weekly unemployment claims were down, yes, folks, down 20,000. They were at 211,000. Folks, we're going to have to watch this number. It, it will not be flashing a yellow or red uh, warning sign until it's over 300,000. We are in the low 200s. Elon Musk, please remind me, I could have sworn that like four weeks ago, Elon Musk said, I am done selling uh, Tesla shares. I thought he said that. Lo and behold, he sold another $3 billion today or yesterday or whenever he sold them. Dude is a liar. I do not know why so many people are enamored or worship at the feet or the altar of Elon Musk. I don't get it. This guy talks his own book, talks about being valuable of Apple and Saudi Aramco and I'm not going to sell and pump, pump this pump. Do you guys not get it? I mean, I won't. I mean, you could probably find his tweet. I'm done selling or something like that. Four weeks later, slams the market with another $3 billion. Side note, a lot of people have been asking for Tesla to do a share buyback. I just got to ask, do you think Tesla has a share buyback in the near future when the CEO and owner is selling his shares? I'm guessing he might have known that was coming and waited. I'm guessing. But who knows? But yeah, I don't I don't get it. There are so many fanboys worshiping at the altar of Elon. It's um I never got it. Anytime there's this cult figure, I run away. I got burned with Enron, who was the you know, the smartest people around. I'm like, not not touching that hot stove again. 2023. Again, you've heard me say that 2023 is gonna be a rough year, but I think there are three things. That will get us to the bottom, and then we just baseline. And the longer we're at the bottom, the stronger we will build out of it. So 2023 could be the year of, I don't know, plateauing, baselining, bottoming, whatever words you want to use. Think about these things in no particular order. One, I believe the Fed and most central banks around the world will stop hiking rates. We can finally be on solid footing. We will know what the cost of capital is. We will move forward. Number two, I think all of us would hope for and want and believe that this horrible war in Europe is over. Peace is brought back. Rebuilding has started. I think we should all hope for that. In fact, you know, if I can hope for it to end today, I will. But I think ending in 2023 is certainly certainly possible. And of course, the earlier, the better. And then number three, China zero COVID policy ends, evaporates. All of these things will allow us to have the worldwide economy open up. There will be lots of pent-up demand in rebuilding. These are all things that will help the world economy move forward. A uh, couple other things. We had Lennar's earnings. 
Lennar missed on or was in line on revenue, missed on earnings per share. Uh, they forecasted a slowdown in orders. They're only going to deliver 60,000 units next year. Can you can you believe that? 60,000 new homes next year, Lennar is going to end. And I want to call your attention to a 9 a.m. video that's going to post today on my channel. 9 a.m., Anna Kelly, the amazing Anna Kelly, is going to talk about how she bought a home from Lennar in San Antonio, Texas. Brand new, 30% off. I'll say that again, 30% off. The house was originally listed for $309. She got it for $215. Let that sit in. Builders are looking to get out of certain communities. And if you can find them and negotiate a deal, you can do that. So. Anna, thank you for telling us this. I wanted to post it this morning after we talked about Lennar earnings. <coughs> this is it, folks. Again, builders are blowing out inventory. As you will see in the video, I asked if it was important for Lennar to close in Q4, close this year. You will get all of that at 9 o'clock. I will say that one more time. Anna Kelly, 9 a.m. today, talks about buying a brand new home from Lennar for 30% below list price. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. One more thing we're going to do as we wrap this up. Let's congratulate some people. We have Jason getting a golden ticket. This is ticket number five of 100. Jason, congratulations. Your card will go out. And then McKay, uh, you are getting two cards uh, for your two deals that are done, folks. If you don't know what these are, these are the most important things for my goal in 2023. I am trying to send out no less than 100 of these golden tickets for getting your first deal. And I'm trying to send out a whopping 1,000 of these bad boys. Uh, all you have to do is say one rental at a time helped or inspired or whatever. Close a deal. Get me your address. I'm an easy grader. Build an ADU, get a card. Get a short-term rental, get a card. Buy your own home, get a card. If I helped, I want to send a card. Um, these are really fun for me. Golden tickets for your first deal. These black ones are for every deal you do after that. Folks, have an amazing day. It is Thursday, December 15th. Bye-bye.